and welcome to another edition of the Road Coach Podcast, the show where I share what I've learned from years of living on the road through research and experimentation so that if you're like me and you spend life on the road, you can hopefully not only survive, but thrive even when you are out of your element. And today I wanted to talk about time and time management and finding time on the road because often when we are traveling, we have a billion priorities. Um, to do with work and it's very difficult to find time for the things that we know we want to do. So when I'm on a road trip for work, especially the one that I'm on right now, I am in uh, sunny Calgary, Alberta for 12 days straight. And that presents a number of problems. It presents problems with A, obviously I'm not at home with my family. Uh, we've talked about all the other issues with nutrition and with scheduling and things like that. But I wanted to just kind of outline some key things that I find are really, really important for ensuring that you have successful road trips and that you don't burn out. And we've talked about burnout before, why it happens and what can occur. Um, but today I just wanted to discuss a couple of key things that I think when we focus on them on our road trips, we have much better trips. Uh, and unfortunately, these things are not going to just happen on their own. We need to be proactive about them and ensure that we are making time for the things that we want to accomplish. So these are the four key things that I think you, no matter the road trip, you've got to make sure that you make time for and schedule it in to ensure that you are happy, fulfilled and successful on every single trip. Oftentimes when I am on a road trip for work, days are very very long. So for example, uh, I'm currently on day three of this 12 day trip and in the hospital, we have been starting procedures at 7.30. So we're there at about quarter to seven. We leave our hotel room at 6.30. So even if it only takes you a half hour to get ready, you're up at six, you have no time for anything else. And then procedures go to 5 p.m. and we get zero breaks throughout the day because patients turn around, the rooms turn around for patients. Uh, you know, in about four or five minutes and we're helping with that turnaround as well. So, you know, we're already almost at a 12 hour day before we're even done the procedure day. And then by the time we get back to the hotel, it's probably 5.30 and then we might have half an hour, an hour to change and then we're out for dinner. And then by the time we get back, you know, a, few, a half hour, an hour to do emails and make sure we catch up on everything else. It's gone by the wayside because we're currently in an evaluation in the hospital and it's to bed hopefully to get seven or so hours of sleep just to start it all over again and it can be daunting and it can easily cause burnout and it can make you neglect a lot of things that you normally want to do or normally would do when you're at home and there's some key things that i have discovered for myself over the years are, are non-negotiable and you for me anyways i have to make sure that i do these things so that i can avoid uh, i can avoid burnout but i can also avoid being resentful of work and of road trips in general and all those things. So number one is thinking about the family back home. They've obviously got a life of their own and they learn to live without you around if you travel certainly as much as I do and I'm gone probably 60% of the time throughout the year. Last year I spent 115 nights in hotel at my main hotel chain. So probably closer to 130 or 140 total nights when I take into account Airbnbs and different hotel chains because certain cities don't have my hotels or conferences that, that are at a hotel that isn't in my, you know, my main uh, hotels. So that's a lot of time away from home. Uh, and 
the family gets into a routine, right? Uh, my family's joke when I'm back home is, Dad, you don't live here. You don't get an opinion. Um, and it's a joke, but I mean, really, in, in many levels, it's true. And when we're away so much, the family gets into a routine. And they're doing a lot of things, but you're not there, that you really need to take an interest in and remember that there are things that they need to tell you and there, there are stories that they want to share and there are events that you're missing that you need to follow up on. And especially for me, you know, right now, but many, many road trips that I take, there's time zone differences. So for, for instance, right now, I'm two hours behind uh, my family at home. So by the time I'm done for the day at work, they're getting ready for bed. And so if I don't make time in the morning to speak with them and time in the afternoon to speak to them, by the time I'm done my day, it's literally just to say goodnight. And after a week of doing that, or let alone two and a half weeks, uh, they, you know, it, it creates a distance between you and your family that is very hard to reintegrate when you get home. And that's really what it is for those of us who travel. We're reintegrating with our family every time we come home. And we're trying to insert ourselves in a routine that they've had to create on their own. And so the more that you can be part of that routine while you're away, the easier it is when you get back home. You don't feel as lonely, frankly. And so what I do is I use my calendar. And so I know, you know, for example, if I get up at 5 a.m. in Calgary, for example, where I am right now, it's 7 o'clock back at home. They may or may not still be sleeping, depending on whether or not they were up late the night before, or it's a school day versus a weekend. Um, but I know for sure by eight o'clock, they're going to be awake, which would be six o'clock here. So I've scheduled my mornings around making sure there's 10 or 15 minutes right at six o'clock to make sure that I say good morning to everyone, make sure everyone has a good day, hear about their plans for the day, that kind of thing. And I literally put it in my calendar. And then the same thing goes for afternoon after school. So my daughter typically gets out of school at 3.30, which right now would be 1.30 for me. So around 1.40, 1.45, I put it in my calendar, call my daughter, call my wife, see how their day was at school, see how their day is going after school, see what their plans are for the evening. And then when I'm done work for the day, when I'm calling to say goodnight, at least I've had some good interactions and I know what's going on in their day. And because I put it in my calendar, I get alarms and I don't miss it. Because if you're like me and you, uh, you work in a fast paced environment that doesn't have a lot of downtime, it's very easy for hours to go by on end that you don't even look up, right? You don't look at your phone or you don't realize what time it is and you're, you're certainly not thinking about what time it is in different parts of the world. And so I think using your calendar is one of the best things you can do to make sure that you don't miss out on your priorities back home. Um, and then fitness. Fitness is so easy to let go by the wayside when you're traveling because of the hectic schedule that you have. Everything's different. You don't have your home gym. Uh, you may not have the the equipment that you're used to, uh, or everything may cost money uh, because you don't have a membership that allows you to go to a certain gym, or frankly, you're just exhausted and you don't want to work out. You don't want to get your heart rate up. You just want to eat and go to bed and get a good night's sleep. And as we all know, I mean, it's one thing to know, it's another thing to do. Uh, fitness is key to getting more energy, cardio especially. We've talked about it in another episode before, but the more cardio you do, the more mitochondria your cells produce inside them. So each cell can have more than one mitochondria that produces ATP that gives you energy, essentially. And the more cardio you do, the more your cells produce ATP and the more energy you have uh, on, a, on a baseline level 
when you need it. And so cardio for sure is one of the best ways to increase your overall energy. And I highly recommend that you carve out time for at least cardio. Strength training as well if you can, but for a baseline energy level, cardio is your best friend. So for me, I know that I can squeeze a half hour in to get a run in anywhere in the world, in any weather. I do it outside because I hate treadmill running. Uh, and I do it at the beginning of the day because at the end of the day, I don't know how exhausted I'm going to be. And I can't count on myself to do something physical after a very long day, especially because I'm on my feet at work a lot as well. So the first thing I try to do now, I don't do it every day, obviously, because there's nights that you're up late and sometimes, you know, you just, your legs are burnt out and you're, you can't run. But running for me is one of those things that I can pretty much do it up until about minus 15 degrees Celsius. Um, I've got enough gear that I can run and I can do it anywhere in the world and it's easy to pack. So running for me is, is my cardio. But the point here is that if you don't carve out time, you won't do it. So that for me is my, I get, so I set my bedtime based on when I need to get up so that I can get a quick 20 minute run in 30 minutes if, if I'm lucky before I shower and start my day. And then it just starts your day off on the right foot and you have much more energy to deal with all the other demands that are coming on throughout the day and throughout a prolonged trip. Um, the other thing is alone time. It's, you know, for me, when I'm traveling, I'm often with colleagues when I'm traveling. And so it can be a constant barrage of social interaction and constant work talk. And so you, I need to set aside time for myself so that I can avoid burnout and then so that I can accomplish larger goals. It's very easy, I find, when you're away a lot and you're working constantly to just focus on the job that's at hand and leave everything else that you want to do or want to accomplish for the time when you're at home and you have more time to yourself. It is essential, I have found, if you don't want months and years to go by without accomplishing parts of your larger goals for your life that you again put them in your calendar. If writing is what you love to do, if reading is what you love to do, if music is what you love to do, whatever it is, put it in your calendar. And from, you know, maybe it's depending on your schedule, it's from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m., before I go out for dinner with my colleagues or from 9 to 10 p.m. after I get back from dinner with my colleagues, that's my time. And that's my time to work on what I want to work on because it recharges you. And sometimes that might just be sitting in bed and watching TV and that's totally fine. But make sure you carve out a yourself on work trips so that you can recharge, you can recenter, and you can be your best when you have to be in front of people and put on a show. And the last thing is social time. Traveling in general, the complete opposite of alone time. Traveling is lonely in general. If you're working on your own and you're in airports and you're in hotels and you're spending a lot of time alone, naturally you are going to get more depressed. Human beings are social creatures and we need other people around us. So if you're not traveling with colleagues or working with colleagues when you're on the road like I am constantly, make sure that you're having some sort of social interaction. And that social interaction can be as simple as going out to an activity in whatever city you're in. Go explore, go see a museum, go to a museum and talk to people there, whatever, talk to people at the bar, talk to people at restaurants, and call people, right? If you, if you are alone by yourself working on the road for 14 hours a day, then take some time to make a phone call. Hey, call an old friend, call a relative. Spend some time talking to people because if you spend too much time alone, after a certain amount of time, 
you will regret traveling because it becomes very, very lonely. So again, I hope this was helpful for you. These are just some of the key things that I find. For me, it's all about scheduling and getting it into the calendar because if I don't do it, I won't do it. And for me, those priorities are key to making sure that I can have longevity and be able to travel consistently and still perform at my highest potential for my job and still accomplish what I want to accomplish and have happy, thriving relationships in my personal life outside of work. As always, if you're like me and you spend most of your time on the road, I hope you're not only surviving, but thriving, even when you are out of your element. Until next time.